The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, one of the original children of the corn, Tammy, the corn goddess, Underwood. Say, they want you to, Malachi, Tam. They want you to, Malachi. That's not as creepy as I can no, get, but okay. No, my voice is not there either. I, it, I think it was the AC last night, because my voice is kind of, my throat kind of. Oh, and the DC. Back in black. I got big balls. For all the corn cob. She's got big balls. Huh? For all the corn cob. <laughs> oh, dude, I hate I hate cornfields. You just She's, don't even know. She she lives life off the off the cob or rides it. Uh, no, I cannot stand cornfields. They petrify me. You know the good thing about corn is it's ribbed for your pleasure, or so I've heard. No, <laughs> <laughs> notice the silence. Um. Anyways, so um. All right. Let's did you introduce Todd? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, man. And on the phone, of course, is my brother, Todd, the Killer Colette. Morning, man. Good morning. Actually, it's And I am not messing him. with that corn. I'm not, I'm not messing with that corn comment. It didn't, no. yeah, see, oh, you're good like on, I said, on that one. Notice the <laughs> silence. I set you up perfectly to come in and make a, car, uh, a comment on it. Ah, oh, that breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Yeah. God damn it. I, and we ain't tag teaming on that one. I was like, nah, brother. It's all you. I'm <laughs> all you, bro. No way, man. Matter of fact, if if they would ever let you out for your honeymoon when you two get hitched, I would pay for you two to go to and spend your honeymoon in a cornfield. You guys can just knock that out right there. You scarecrow would, antics. No, we are never going to a cornfield. I have been in a corn maze before and got petrified. Because I hate cornfields. They scare me. I'm sorry. I saw Children of the Corn when I was little, and I'm afraid of Malachi and the blue so? man and the thing behind the rose. The man who walks behind the rose. Why? Because. I don't understand why. Like, you know, why be scared? I mean, why be scared of the dark? I mean, hell, the dark's scared of me. No, I am petrified of the dark, too, but that's for other personal reasons but yeah, that I don't really want to get into on the air right now. But You know you, know you have issues when I personally have dreams of biting sharks. I don't know what's up with that shit. But I keep in my dream being like swimming in the ocean underwater and I see a shark up in the, you know, you know, looking up because it's above me and I latch onto him and bite him and the shark screams and runs off or uh, swims off. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, how does he run in the water and it's a shark? They have no feet. But what do I know? Don't judge that shark. Don't judge Why are you so judgmental against sharks? Well, <laughs> hey, it's a Jesus shark. Yeah, I mean, it, it tried to walk on water. It's a Jesus shark. They tried to get the hell away from me. There you go. They all of a sudden grow feet and run. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so I want to start a, this episode. It, it's off. a dream. I want to start this off yeah. before we even get into this update on, well, it's not an update. It's, uh, it's part two of the Oklahoma arrest uh, procedures and yeah. things like that. But um, boys and girls, like, let's just take a serious moment here because I'm getting fucking frustrated as shit. So... For those of you that don't know, a couple of years ago, uh, something was mentioned in a uh, in, in passing in an interview for a book that was taken out of context. That was taken way out of context and didn't even relate to Todd. So they take everything away from him. They locked down his, his accounts. 
so he can't go to the canteen, and they took away his goddamn tablet. Okay, here's the thing. He was under investigation for all of 24 hours mm-hmm. before they turned around, and they go, hey, guess what? You didn't do anything wrong. This was all just a big misunderstanding. Now, while they took his shit away, we're at two years now, yeah. and shit hasn't gotten done. I've been calling. This is a call to action for our listeners. I'm going to give you guys some phone numbers to write down. I need you guys to call and say, hey, man, we, you know, give Todd his fucking tablet back. That's about it. Well, That's the short before you do that, I want to make a point, clear because it's been brought up to me when we mentioned this the first time, is that, yes, Todd is an inmate. Yes, Todd is in prison. Yes, Todd committed a crime. However, it's the o- usually the tablet is the only way for him to keep in contact with his friends and family on the outside. And even prisoners who are in there for the most heinous crimes have that right. And I'm sorry, you know, you may not agree with it, but Todd ha- Todd deserves to have a right to communicate with his friends and family. He's not in there causing hate and discontent. He's not. He's not, he's not in there, you know, raising a ruckus. Or, I mean, he's. you have no disciplinary, have you, Todd? I've had nothing at all. All I do is do what I'm supposed See? to do. Yeah. About my day, I'm not causing any problems. I've had no disciplinary. Exactly. So that that's my point. You know, is even in prison, they deserve this, this to be able to over. contact their friends and family. And you know, yeah, because I've made that over point my very clear which to people I can't who control. ask me. But I this just is over my notoriety, which I can't control. Yeah, and that's yeah. the long story. That's actually why we're looking at trying to get him out here. Exactly. Where he's not as notorious as he is in South Carolina. So here's a couple of numbers for you guys. This is to the director of the prisons. That's area code 803-896-8555. Then there's the number to their general counsel who got him back his tablet last time they fucked up. And their number is area code 803-896-8555. Eight five zero eight, and I know that I still need to post again. I, I I don't know what happened to it, but anyway, there's another number for a lady named Felicia, who is for inmate grievances, and I'll post that as well. Yes. So, you know, I most appreciate it. All I want to do is be able to call my friends, call family. I'm not asking for anything special. I'm not asking for anything yeah. extra. You're just asking for what everybody else get- in there has. Yeah. And if they'll go ahead and unfreeze my account, I will be able to transfer out out your way and get the hell out of here. And exactly. South Carolina can forget about me. That's right. Yeah, and that's the whole plan. You know, you'll be out here. Um, you know, where it's Todd's never getting out of prison, boys and girls. That's that's and we know that, that. Yeah, and we, he's we accepted all, that. We've all accepted that. Yeah. As much as I would love to have him out, and we can go to Vegas and cause hate and discontent. And, you know, rock the town. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, just just help us out. Like, seriously, while I know what everybody hears when we're on the show all together, okay? They, 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 they hear the funny side of Todd. There's a lot that you miss with him, okay? He's actually, he's a very soft-hearted person. He's a good person. All in all, I mean, don't get me wrong, Todd. You've done some fucked up shit. Yeah, he's talked me down off a cliff of, you know, meltdown a couple of times. <laughs> so, But... You know, I mean, and, and what we said on the last episode is correct. Todd and I talk about everything. We talk mm-hmm. about because, you know, we, we both suffered from dep- from depression. We've talked about that. We we share a lot, and we're kind of there for each other all the time. Yeah. Much like he's there for you. Yeah, precisely. I mean, Todd yeah, has I- talked me down off that meltdown cliff a couple of times, you know. 
my thing is, is I deserve to be here. I don't fight it. I didn't argue it in court. They told me I was getting all these life sentences, and I went, okay. I'm yeah. not going to be argue. I'm not going to be ugly. I just went, all right, well, I had a comment. I accept right. it. This is my retirement. It's not the one I wanted, but it's got what I got. Yeah. So I make the best of it. All, all I want to do is be treated like every other inmate. Right. They're like, I, I am not the first murderer in prison. Not You're by not. a long, long shot. Well, and I, that's But yet I'm I the only yeah. one that gets all this treatment. Well, and that's and how, how I look at it. I'm the only one punishments. If Murdoch can have his tablet and post things on fans only where he doesn't have no nipples, then by golly, you should be able to have your tablet to call your friends and family. That's still cracked me up. But where's his nipples? <laughs> Just asking no for nipples. educational right. purposes, allegedly educational purposes only. <laughs> I don't want you to know I have nipples. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I got a... It work for me. I mean, I don't want to sit here and you know massage my nipples and get excited, but uh, hey, you know that's what get works for you. You know. No, I'm, I'm just gonna say thank you for having them. Is all I'm I saying. I never going to go down a dark path with nipples with you two. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's get on a serious note here because this is actually a very serious one. And okay, so update everybody on I what will. we were talking about in the first one, and then we'll dive into. Yeah. It. While well, you're doing that, I'm gonna run to the fridge. Okay. Is there anything in there I want? Um, no, it's my rest of my sandwich from last night. Oh. Starving. Anyways, so this is the this is an update on the because this is still following along with the Oklahoma case with the death of Marty Tweedy. Um, we're working very closely with the family. We've actually reached out to the suspect in this case, and she refuses to contact us. But she continues to post how you know we're only getting one side, but we've asked for her side. So I'm just putting that out there we have contacted you we have asked for your side of this you have refused to contact us or get back to us um i even told you what you said to me would remain off the record until you told me i could post it but you know there you have it um but the first episode we did regarding this part of this case is we talked about the proper procedures that the first responding officer and the detective on the case are supposed to go through and um, we talked about how it was an egregious error on their part when they didn't separate the suspects. They didn't separate any witnesses. They didn't even contact any witnesses other than the people who were present at the time that Marty was shot. Um, so that that's what I'm getting at here. And like I said, this is a very serious thing for me because... Um, they basically, I mean, because the wife said that she shot her husband in self-defense. Just a little backup, because I know Todd does, doesn't really know a whole lot about this case. But she says that she shot her husband in self-defense. Her adult son, his wife, and his teenage son were there. I think he was a teenage son. Don't quote me, because I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, but the authorities, when they arrived, because um, according to... The last episode we did on this case, they are not allowed to let the suspects um, eat, drink, wash their hands, or roam the crime scene. The detective walked in and has even admitted that he saw her drinking vodka and didn't stop her. They kept all three of the, all four of these people in the same room. They let them walk around the crime scene um, and everything like that. I mean, they didn't even take their clothes. They didn't do anything. Um 
they kept them together and they have maintained the same story almost verbatim which any homicide detective will tell you that if three or four people who are present at the time have the same story verbatim then it's a rehearsed story that i mean there's no ifs ands or buts about it because everybody present has a different perspective on what happened you know um and also i will point out that if this man who was allegedly attacking her or trying to attack her um was coming at her um why did she shoot him in the temple because that doesn't indicate a full a frontal assault i know and i don't know guns but I know self-defense. You don't shoot somebody in the head who's coming at you. You shoot them center mass. and Because that's where you have the most impact. But even the gunshot wound, if she did shoot him in the head as he was coming at her, it would have been in his forehead, not in his temple. And um, so I don't buy well, the self-defense. Coming at you, you, should have, you huh? should have wherever the hell you can. When you got someone coming at you, you should have wherever the hell you can. Center mass, center toe. I don't give a shit. But the temple sounds off because that's not a frontal target, and, and the odds are him turning his head are slim to They ought to check for powder. Yeah. And, I mean, any powder test on the side of the head will tell you how close the gun was. Well, yeah. Well, you're going to have stippling. You're going to have stippling. Well, there was no stippling, so I don't believe it was, you know, like, gun against his head. But, um... There's also the fact that she did, like I said, she's claimed self-defense. And as soon as she said that, uh, I don't know who brought it up, but he does have a record of violence back when he was younger and did time for it. But since he's been out, I have not been able to find any records of, you know, any sort of alleged abuse or assaults or anything like that. Even though everybody says, oh, if he, wasn't vi- if he was not violent, why did this happen? Well, we all do stupid things in our past, but we can learn from them. I mean, I was in jail uh-huh. for a kidnap one and assault three. And ever since I've been out, I have not been violent, you know. Um, so, you know, and that was 30 years ago. So if I got shot today, does it, does it mean that I deserved it because I committed a violent crime 30 years ago? Affirmative female. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. But you know what I mean? So that's, that's what we were talking about. And so this time, because I have mentioned before that I believe the authorities were negligent in how they collected evidence in this case. Um, just because the man was violent does not mean that it was automatic self-defense. So I went What's through. What's the motive? Huh? What's her motive? What's the motive? Because he What's was. What's anybody's motive? Why would it, why? Oh, I know. He was coming at her for, he was. Huh? You don't just pick someone at random unless you're just absolutely batshit crazy, which you wouldn't do in front of a whole crowd. So therefore, either he was coming at her for something, or she had a major issue with him. Well, because she said that they had an argument because she was tired of him being very controlling. But, um. Okay. I believe her motive for shooting him was money. Um, straight up money. And it's, like I said, I have reached out to her. Um, and I will say it again on the air because I'm pretty sure she's listening. That reach out to me. 
talk to me. I'll keep it off the record. I just want to hear your side of the story because you're adamant that, you know, he was abusive and everything. And so I want to talk to you about this. Um, so anyway, so, I, 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 huh? Go ahead. I, I don't, I, I put some real question on this and a couple of things. Um, women don't usually shoot you. I mean, if he was abusive, I mean, they cause other kind of problems, poison your ass or something. Uh, for her to shoot him in public, I mean, you're saying others were there? Yeah, her son and her, her daughter-in-law and grandson, yeah. Okay, that's a little odd for someone to do that in front of somebody just out of spite. And if it was for money, it sure as hell wouldn't have been that way because she wouldn't have had witnesses. She would have claimed that she, she was getting beat up or smacked around or something for the violence. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that because, I mean, it... Uh, it may not be telling the whole story, but I mean, for the fact that she shot him in front of other people, um, I just don't see that as being pre-planned for money at all. Oh, There's easier oh, ways to kill somebody. And it, huh? Okay. No, no, I have a different have? theory, but I've I've said it too. I believe that her son shot him because of the trajectory of the bullet. But you know, that's my own theory. Well, that may. Now, that makes sense because then you have a side shot and, you know, maybe he didn't like the fact the way this guy was, was talking to her and he got pissed off. That makes sense where she's covering up for him because moms, well, not my mom, but some people's moms, your mom, would do whatever she had to do to, uh, to uh, protect your baby. Yeah. That's a I good possibility. Too. I would, too. But, I mean, I, I digress. Uh, so on this one, I'm going to talk about, you know, the proper uh, collection of evidence because we've talked about this before, too, that, you know, the ball was dropped all the way around. The detective isn't detecting. He's not investigating. Um, so when investigate and this is all to do with an armed assault with a firearm. And so when an investigate when investigating the scene of a suspected assault with a firearm involved, the first and foremost, you need to collect the firearm. Okay, which I'm sure they did. That way they can type who, what the kind of weapon it is. They can do microscopic analysis to determine if the recovered bullets and or casings were actually fired from that weapon. They will also, you know, find out who owned the West weapon. Um, then they can, you know, dis distance and determination which can be done with some firearms on where the weapon was shot from. And they can collect blood yeah. or DNA from either the suspect or the victim. Because, you know, check it for fingerprints, you know. Um, anyways, they would also you're be also able gonna to... You're also going to have... Huh? You're also going to have blowback when you shoot somebody. Exactly. From any direction. If you're close enough for a headshot, you probably have blowback, which is going to be either A, parts of the body and or blood coming back on you, which is on your clothes, and you're going to have gun residue, uh, gunshot residue on you. Your fingerprints is not always going to be on a gun. Right. Some guns, some, depends, on how the depends on the texture, depends on a lot of things. Things can be wiped pretty easy. But residue on your hands and your, and your arms, unless you take very special precautions, you're probably going to have. Right. Um, now, they also said... they didn't do any of that. Well, yeah, well, let me, get, let me, let me get, 
even more started. So while they while you're searching the scene, you're also supposed to locate any of the spent car projectiles or spent cartridges of of the alleged gun that was fired. Now um, that will help them determine trajectory, which except it helps establish the position of the shooter. Um, and then it can the caliber, which can help to narrow down you know, the type of weapon that was used to see if it was really that weapon that was present that they said they used. Um, they can also, you know, you can take latent prints from bullets or cartridges, you know, spent cartridges. And it, they can also t test them for DNA, which, you know, yep. let me get into this here. And then in cases where a shotgun may have been the weapon or is allegedly the weapon, um, Collecting spent shotgun wads is also important because blood evidence may also be may also be found at the scene, and if the blood is present in large amounts, representative samplings is recommended. And if it's in small amounts, you actually collect the entire the entire item or entire stain. It's also a good idea to collect blood evidence if it's present at the scene, um, and determine the blood spatter patterns. You know, um, because it's, you know, because gunshot residue also should be take, collected to help establish if the suspect actually fired the gun. And um, every OSBI uh, investigator or crime scene tech has the gun residue collection kit for to take the samples. Um, and that's one thing that was not done in this case. They didn't do gunshot residue on the victim. They didn't do gunshot residue on anybody present at the, in the case. Because um, that's what I'm saying. Who's that's to a, say that he didn't fire the gun and the mom is taking the blame? You know, or his wife didn't fire the gun and the mom is taking the blame. Well, the son also had a history of violence himself beating up on his mama you, well, and other I, women. I, so. And you and I have talked about that, that that's alleged also. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I mean, even well, though no, really, he, 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 she he filed did, that police yeah. report. She did. She filed the police report on him and everything. So that's where that's where I was at in all of that. I mean, because you always check for gunshot residue evidence collection kits. Um, and they provide mm -hmm. those. You should also not only take the victim's clothing, clothing, but you're supposed to take the suspect's clothing as well. They did not do that. Um, you know, so that that's one of the things that I wanted to establish here is because some people have said, well, maybe it's not proper procedure to do that. Well, I'm looking at the OSBI, literally OSBI crime scene manual, and it specifically says that they're to do that. Um now let me go to. I got to go to another page here. This is, this is common, no matter what state you're in. I mean, taking that and figuring out who it is, just on the sake of keeping the record straight, to make sure that that situation didn't happen, because it's not uncommon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, and then it goes on to say that. Um, uh, hang on. I read the wrong thing. Sorry about that. Um, so basically what it says, it says, you know, you're supposed to separate the victims. You're supposed to collect body fluids. You're supposed to collect blood and any other kind of samples that were on there. You know, because in every crime scene, and this is why they say there's no perfect murder, you will always leave evidence behind and you will take evidence with you in every crime scene. So... 
I mean, it's just, I believe that they should have not only done gunshot residue, but they should have, I mean, we've talked about it. They should have done a blood alcohol test on her because he saw her drinking at the crime scene. They should have done fingerprinting. They should have done all that. And the fact that the trajectory of the bullet did not make any sense to self-defense. Why are they not investigating this further? It's at a standstill right now. And he was shot in January. Um, they, let the, they let the suspects leave the state. Um, yeah, there's just a whole lot involved in this case that makes no sense. You know... And I just think that at some point when you're not investigating the crime scene properly, uh, you know, according to your own procedure manual, then you're just as culpable in this as well, you know, because you're letting somebody get away with murder, basically. Um, so Sounds like a lot of drop balls because uh, this is just standard practice to figure out and make sure what it is, although is she killing for money? Most life insurance policies don't pay off if you're the one who killed him. Right. That kind of, you know, scratches that out. Well, it, and, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't for a life insurance policy. It was because he was about ready to sign a multi-million dollar contract for an invention he had. And if he would have filed for divorce before he signed that contract, she would have been out any of that, those funds. Not the, yeah, as I said, the divorce thing comes up. Yeah, because he did say, like, within a month before he was shot that he was going to file for divorce. So, you know, if he would have filed that paperwork before he signed that contract, she wouldn't have gotten any money from it. So that's okay. what the belief is. So. Well, that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. It had nothing to do with life insurance. It had everything to do with possible inheritance from, you know, from anything that he signed in, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for, Scott? Rights to his invention. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So. So I take it the rights, I, I take it the rights go from him to her. Um, no. Well, actually, his dad owns the patent on the invention, but she would have been entitled to funds being his wife. You know, so there you have it. But um, yeah, it, like I said, this is this is one of the most convoluted cases that um, we have really come across when it comes to something like this. And we are finding more and more cases that are being brought to our attention because we covered this case that people are hearing it and they know people who have been in similar situations where police corruption is all over the country right now, all over the country. And it's scary. Huh, Scott? Very. I mean, cause look at, I mean, this is even have to do with a murder case. Well, kind of it does, but in Pennsylvania, is it Pennsylvania? Yeah. Pennsylvania where that guy, that convicted murder escaped from prison, the guard was negligent in stopping it from happening as this guy spider crawled up the wall gets out of prison and the cops still haven't apprehended him and it's up to the citizens the citizens are taking it upon themselves to find the man they need superheroes that's what they need yeah we need i mean i'm sorry i don't believe in vigilante justice but I when, do. well i know you do 
But at the same time, I just, I don't think it's up to the families and friends and citizens to solve these crimes. It's not. It's up to the damn police who are, who are trained to do this. Well, it comes back to what I was talking about before. It's complacency. A lot of law enforcement agencies, I'm finding more and more. There's two, it's twofold. Like here. Yeah, because the, they're not investigating these murders here either. Well, here in the Pacific Northwest, the cops are afraid to do anything. Because you have all the goddamn liberals sitting there going, oh, well, they have a right to do this and that and this and that and this and that. And it's not fair that if they point a gun at you that you get that, that you shoot them, you know, shit like that. And then you have, you know, so they're afraid to do a goddamn thing. But then you have places like Pennsylvania, obviously, where they're sitting there just picking their ass going, ah, dude, fucking spider crawled up the wall like he was Spider-Man. Yeah. Got the fuck out of here. You got ghost. And we can't we can't catch him. That's just it's it's retarded. Yeah, and it's well, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to catch somebody when you got eight, eight, eight cops with rifles on a bridge. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure one is sufficient. Yeah, you know, they 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 did a search like a bunch of idiots. I mean, watching the way they were showing it, I mean, I've been saying for a week week and a half, bring in a bring in a helicopter with a flare system for so looking infrared thermal. <laughs> You're going to pinch it a hole pretty damn quick. Well, that's I how, mean, that's how they caught Arthur Shawcross, is that it was by a fucking helicopter. It was a helicopter. Yeah. And the cops are, you know, searching for more bodies and evidence. They're up in the sky. I think it was an FBI officer. Uh, and he looked at mm-hmm. hey, there's a body we just found over here, and there's a dude pulled over the side of the road. Let's go. Uh, let's see what this dude's about. Yeah. Exactly, and I mean, you there's, know, a, there's a there's a way to beat Flair, but he wasn't going to do it. No, yeah, no. <laughs> and they caused that. They caused that because a guy had done the same damn thing what a month or so before. Yeah, done the exact same damn thing. You know, when you've got a couple hundred people on the field, I hate to defend a, a, a guard, okay? Because I'm not a fan. But here's the thing: you're looking at a couple hundred people. And the fact that this little little spider monkey went up the damn wall that fast, it's easy to miss. But what's not easy to miss is the fact that the damn warden that was there before, he was there when this damn guy did it beforehand, just a month or so before. Why was that situation not corrected? It's not that damn hard. A A shitload of razor wire. Install a damn panel so you get get dead in. Well, and put him in solitary if he tried to do it once before. Right? Yeah, keep a closer eye on him. There's a lot of ways. But if you take the whole if you take the take the section out of the fence where you can do that, it's not it's not it's not very difficult. I mean, I just I don't know. You know? It just it just drives me crazy. I mean, because I was telling Scott on the phone the other day, I said it's like criminals are a protected class now and it's us citizens who have no rights. Yeah, and that's by and large it. That's why I've I've, I've told everybody if somebody breaks into my house, I ain't calling the cops. That person is just going to become a missing person. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really sad that, you know, like this guy who, you know, was just trying to do right by his family and earn money for his family in Oklahoma, and he's being shot, and they're claiming self-defense without even a proper investigation on whether it was or wasn't self-defense. I mean, we said it in all these episodes that we've covered about Marty Tweedy. You investigate every death as if it were a homicide until you can prove otherwise. Don't investigate it as if it were self-defense and then try to prove homicide. Or say you're trying to prove homicide. 
you know, investigate it like a homicide until you can honestly say it was self-defense. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if, if they had done a, a legit investigation, follow procedure, and then they found, you know, hey, even if we think she did it, we don't have enough damning evidence. Right. Then I'd be like, okay, no, you know what? I'm good with that. I mean, because all you can do is all you can do. But <laughs> they haven't done shit, man. Yeah. Fuck. Exactly. You know? The fact that, she, the, the fact that he was shot in the temple... Okay, that's an oddball. With a backwards okay, and downwards trajectory, yeah. Which tells me a lot there. Oh, yeah. Um, who the hell holds a gun overhead or holds it in that position once he was sitting? That's what we um, got at, yes. Or down on his knees, yes. It, it, it sounds to me like he was either that, someone, you know, bending over to tie his shoes, any yeah. damn thing, but downward, unless you hold the gun over your head or you're just having to be a lot taller. But it just seems common sense to me is to do a paraffin test on everyone's hands. Yeah. I don't care about the alcohol level, but a paraffin test takes all of two minutes and checking for gunpowder gun residue on the clothes. I mean, give me your shirts, give me your jackets. Right. It takes nothing to figure that out. I mean, if, if the guy was assaulting his mom and he, and he capped his ass, little extreme. I mean, I can kind of side with him a, a little bit. You know, you hurt my mom, I'm going to drop your ass. But if he wasn't armed, shooting him is way out of line. Right. Uh, and from the side temple, it was more like an execution, not like an assault. That's what we said, huh? So, That's exactly what I said, because I, I, uh-huh. I pointed yeah. out that, that that downward trajectory yeah. means that you had the upper advantage, and if they're down... That's not a threat. Yeah, because nobody threatens no. somebody that they're that that you know when when they're on when a person's bent down, sat down, or on their knees, they're not in a position to fight any motherfucker. Yeah, at and all. You don't hunch over to tackle somebody in a full-on frontal assault. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. And yeah, even though the son was taller than Marty. He was only, what, six inches taller? And so that wouldn't have been a downward, a backward-downward trajectory even, you know, if he shot straight out. So somebody, Marty was unless, either bent over, it, hunched over, being, unless, or sitting. Or he didn't know how to hold a gun worth of shit and was holding it over, you know. Over his doing head? Doing some weird Hollywood. <laughs> I, people do weird, I've seen people do some weird shit, okay? Right. Um. Interlocking your thumbs does not mean both thumbs behind the damn hammer. Right. <laughs> I've seen some stupid shit in my time. I've seen some stupid shit in my time. It's like everybody wants to hold the gun sideways. All right, let's see how that works out for you, dumbass. Yeah. But it tells me these cops seriously either were just too friggin' lazy, didn't give a shit, and wanted to write it off as I don't give a damn. Right. Because it's not to do those tests. To me, that's negligence because if you do have a homicide in an area, uh, that's kind of their job to make yeah. sure that's taken care of. Thank you. And that's Thank just you. shitty police. That's that's just shitty police work. I mean, I'm not believe it or not, I'm not anti-law enforcement. If you're a good cop, I got nothing but respect for you. If you're right. a shithead, I think you should do when you get caught. You should do the maximum amount of time in prison for what you did because you damn well know better. See, and I just want to point out here that Todd is a convicted murderer, and he's saying that these cops did not do their job. 
I'm just saying, no. you know, and it's like we're not the only ones that are seeing it. People who have, you know, and let's just be honest. If people know, I mean, you can look up Todd's crimes. He used a firearm, you know, so he knows what he's talking about. So. Oh, I'm an encyclopedia when it comes to murder. But uh, not that I'm real proud of it, but I mean, hey, if you, you know, check out what's what works. Yeah, but these Exactly. It, this is not this is not rocket science. When you spent this much time learning how to do it, you also learn how many ways that it's not done. Right. I mean, I spend most of my time analyzing people because if you can figure right. out which ones are a threat, you can counter it before you got to deal with it. Right. Um, you're not going to shoot someone in the side of the head unless you come from the side. Or you're just being a complete smartass and walk up and, and turn it sideways, which makes no sense. Right. Um, I, I, I don't think she did it. I think someone else did it. Maybe the son did it. Uh, could be for a lot of reasons. But it, for them not to do any test at all in this kind of regard, this is, this is, this is murder 101. Right. Paraffin test and, and gun, gunshot residue is easy. Who owns the gun? And unless you did like me, like I always wore two gloves whenever I loaded my gun. So I never had DNA or fingerprints on anything. So I didn't have to pick up brass. But the fact that if you do that when you're, when you're not doing what I was doing, mm-hmm. that's suspect as hell. Because right. why would you do that? Right. You know, um, I knew my fingerprints were taken. I had to take the extra precaution you know but they wouldn't so whose fingerprints who owns the weapon who's got the residue I mean it's a little late now well yeah totally late now to do all that you know but they didn't even because this allegedly the argument that night started at a bar and everything they didn't interview any witnesses at the bar they didn't look for video surveillance at the bar to see what the argument started over they didn't do any of that. They didn't interview his friends or family to see if there was a history, uh, you know, of anything that, you know, did they argue a lot? Did they do this? Did they do that? Um, and right now we're, ta- we're running into people who were very forthcoming and cooperative when we started this are now saying we don't want any involvement in this anymore because we're trying to protect our families. So um, – there's a lot going on with this case. There's witness intimidation. There's, um, you know, improper police procedures. Um, all that junk. And we're wondering why. Why is this the case? Why is this happening like this? You know, if I mean, and like I said, we're not saying Marty was an angel. We're not saying that. It's just that yeah. it's not adding up to proper police investigative procedures. And I believe that something else is going on here. And I don't see why the police police wouldn't do the bare minimum at, at, at anything. I mean, exactly. This is, this is standard procedure. At the very minimum, both investigators should be back to walk in the beat. I mean, yeah, because there are two investigators. Yeah. There's two detectives on this case, and neither one of them have done anything, really. And and the supervisor, which everybody has a supervisor. I don't care who you are in, 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 in that kind of situation. You have a boss that should be overlooking the situation. It, the fact that he didn't look at it and go, did you do the testing? 
Right. Well, guess what? You lose. The, you you're gonna lose the bars on your shoulder. The, the right. bars on your on your lapel. That those are gone. You need to be demoted because you're clearly not a supervisor worth a shit. Right. I mean, your job is to catch people and make sure you get the right person. Right. You know. If, exactly. If she killed him for the money, she had her ass needs to go to prison. Exactly. If he was being a fuck nut and he ca- and he caused it, well, you know. He got what he got coming to him, but if right. he didn't have it coming, that's bullshit. <laughs> right, and we because did what you did, what, yeah. what you did years ago. Exactly. Yeah, what you did years ago doesn't depict now. Exactly. Thank you. That's what we've been saying. You know, and we do play devil's advocate on this, so we try to see it from both sides. And you know, we've reached out to find out the other side, and nobody's reaching back. I mean, the cops flat out refuse to talk to me. They won't answer my emails. None of that. Um, I'm going to try sending that detective a picture of my boobs. That would not get anything. <laughs> you never know. You're so dumb. Never know. But, you know, so I'm just saying yeah. that the investigating is not happening. And it's like, you know, if you're not willing to investigate any crime, why are you an investigator? That's, yeah, that's my fault. I mean, unless it's for the pay scale. And then that's just wrong. You know, you still got to earn the pay. You still got to earn the pay scale. I mean, if you want to walk a beat, walk a beat. You want to ride a car, ride a car. But once you take on an investigator, your job is to investigate, and that doesn't mean the inside of a donut. Right. Uh, I mean, you turn around and you do your job. Now, shit's fall where they got where they are. If if he was in the wrong, he's in the wrong. Right. Side the temp, side the temple, downward angle doesn't tell me. I mean, could have been attacking force. He could have turned his head. Possible. But the fact that you don't have any forensic evidence from blood splatter to the, 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 the powder burns tells me you didn't even try to even give a shit. All right. right sounds good to me. Right. Um, I mean, they don't have all these fancy tools that you see in CSI, all these, t- all no. these tools on TV. Most labs can't afford it. The staff can't stay certified. Most places won't pay for it. But paraffin test has been around for a hundred years, and all this shit is easy. I mean, this is this is this is one on one shit. This is this is uh, grade school, right? The technique. This is not. This is this is the kind of shit we did back in 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 high school and in, in lab class to go. Gee, this is kind of cool. Right. They do it every day. This is for them not even bother. Right. Is dereliction of duty, like like a son of a bitch. I think they should hire alligators. Well, then they'd be investigators. Oh my god! No, and then, nothing. That a was fine. a horrible joke. I like that dad joke. But I, I kind of did too, but no, that was horrible. So, sad. and this is then this is another thing that we were getting at too in this case is that apparently the daughter who lives in Missouri called nine one one because all five phones present at the scene were updating at the same time at eight something at night. Right, and unless you actively set them to update, then yeah, they normally update about two in the morning. I know because yeah. mine between two and th- four in the morning. Mine have always updated at the same time. That's Verizon. I've had Sprint, T-Mobile. Yes. Um, I've all you know. It's it's like the middle of the fucking night unless you schedule it for a different and, time. And if all the phones and if all of the phones were updating, how did they video chat with the daughter to let her call nine one one? Um, so that doesn't make any sense. And then come to find out, because the parents 
did a walk through the house after she cleared the whole premises out and everything to get the rest of his yeah. stuff. And there was yeah. a patch of carpet out. And I figured, oh, the cops took a patch of carpet where the blood was. No. Come to find out the daughter did. Why did the daughter take this patch of carpet? She even openly admitted, I'm the one that took that patch of carpet. Why? You know, that makes no sense to me why you would take that patch of carpet. You know, so... She found blood on it and wanted it gone, although there's... the They would already have known there was blood unless there was anybody else's blood in there besides the, the victims. You know what I mean? And... I I said it was a trophy, but you know that's me. I just it just none of nothing that happened in this case makes any sense, does it, Scott? No, no, it doesn't. That's why I'm just kind of rolling with the flow. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say on that one. Yeah, see, you don't even know when you you've been convicted of murder. It's like you're like why would you do that? So, well. Well, I mean, everything has a reason. I mean, whether it, it makes sense to you is irrelevant. The fact is it made sense to somebody. I mean, the craziest bastard on the planet who, who turns around and said, the dog made me do it. You call it bullshit. Right. But to him, in that case, I should prove later on that, that he just made that up. Right. But to keep the story straight, it doesn't matter what me and you believe. It's the fact that he believed the damn dog told him. Right. Therefore, to him, that dog is real, just like the purpose of why they did it. Looking back, I look back at a lot of my crimes and go, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. Okay, I, I, I overreacted to that one. Right? I reacted bad. I kind of handled that better. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, you, you spend a lot of time thinking about it, and I, I mean, just as much time as I spend thinking about uh how to do it is also why the hell did I do it? And the answers are not always the same. That's true. That's true. It's just, you know, like I said, we've been running into so many things on this case that make absolutely no sense. And, you know, that's why we'll continue to cover it until we find answers to some of these questions or even just, you know, I mean, and these answers may not be the ones we want, but as long as we have answers, and that's exactly what the family wants. They just want answers because there's so many questions that aren't being answered. And with every question that isn't being answered, another question keeps popping up, you know. So that, you know, so that's where we're at on this case. And, you know, that I mean, and that's all I have well, for today, uh-huh. too, so. I hope they resolve it, and I, and I hope the, these these officers are demoted. I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm not anti law enforcement, but right. come on, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. So that's all I have, Scott. Do you have anything um, more? I, let's see. I don't have any venereal diseases. Okay, we, we that is that. not important to this uh, case. Oh, <laughs> it might be. You never know. Somebody might be listening. Morgan might be listening. And go, huh, I'm just curious. Morgan if, has a boyfriend. Leave if he her has alone. a vasectomy. And, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Morgan has a boyfriend. Leave her alone. I'm waiting for her to murder me. You kidding Morgan me? Is Morgan. Marty, Morgan is Marty's cousin. Who's Marty? Morgan is Marty. Marty is the victim in this case. Has nobody been listening to me all day? Oh. <laughs> no. 
and and Scott's always picking on poor Morgan, and you know, and Jax and I keep involving Morgan in some of our text messages, and she's just like, "Oh my God, you guys are crazy," <laughs> but I digress on that one too. Um, but no, I mean, in this the I mean, and I I've even told the family this because I talk to the mom almost every other day, you know. And sometimes it's just she just needs somebody to talk to. And I get that. And, you know, I, I was telling her how we were joking around that she was just a hemorrhoid to us. Oh, we lost Todd. We lost Todd. Yeah, all right. Okay, go ahead and close this episode out because I have something I have to do. All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Log on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation and interact with us, or at least see the freaking craziness that goes on with us. This show's copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast or even on a sandwich board outside of a Burger King, they're lying, thieving bastards. And we will see you guys later on. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, motherfucker? Bye, everybody. Sorry, I was texting somebody who texted me something. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm sorry. Okay, we're out. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.